Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Onco PT Podcast. I'm really excited to actually be back in the studio. I was away from the office, actually out of state for the past nine days at Camp Watch Me, which was part of Bryland's Feet Foundation. It's a pediatric. So let me back up because I get really excited talking about this. So Camp Watch Me is a pediatric lymphedema summer camp that was created by Bryland's Feet Foundation and our good friend Betty Wiss, Betty Westbrook of Lymphedema Podcast. So Bryland's Feet Foundation is a nonprofit that supports children who are fighting lymphedema. And mainly it's uh, primary, all of the kids that we saw at camp have primary lymphedema and it was an absolutely just wonderful experience. It was so great to get away, to get to work with these kids. My practice is actually up to this point has been all adults. And I really thought that I didn't want to treat kids because they kind of intimidate me. And I did, I did swim coaching for a while. So like I worked with kids, really wasn't looking forward to it. And then I went to camp. And I really enjoyed working with these kids. And so I think I might have to be expanding my uh, my thinking a little bit because of how much I enjoyed it. But anyways, camp was wonderful. If you want more updates on camp, I highly encourage you. Check out Brylin's Feet Foundation. Check out Lymphedema Podcast. Betty's been posting different pictures. I posted a couple on my own social media. But just an overall wonderful experience. And I'm actually doing a fundraiser right now to raise money to help send more kids to camp for next year. So if you want that, I will include the link in today's show notes, as well as you can find that link on my social media if that uh, fundraiser is still running. So if you can, any little bit helps. Um, Again, this is a vastly underserved patient population, something we are not strangers to in the oncology world. And I really want to do something to help these kids get to experience summer camp, like I think every child should. So any little bit helps. I really, really appreciate you. Thank you in advance. And yeah, I'll probably be talking a little more about camp um, in the next couple months just because of how wonderful it was. And I feel like I'm still processing some of it too. So anyways, that's kind of my quick little rundown on camp. Again, fundraiser link is in the show notes and social media as well, if that is still going. Thank you so much for joining me today for our episode. And what we're talking about is actually a request from a listener. So listener, thank you so much for putting for uh, submitting this. We're going to be talking about how do you actually find resources when you're giving an in-service. So if you've been around the podcast for a little bit, you know that I'm a really big fan of in-services. I have found that they are the number one converter when it comes to getting patients from like cold, 
not calls necessarily, but you know, like people who don't really know about oncology physical therapy, who don't really know that they can be helped actually to getting them into my clinic for an evaluation. So I'm a big believer. I've seen the results and I really encourage you, if you haven't done an in-service, you need to be doing these because this is the way that we get in front of more patients, more caregivers, and even practitioners as well. So if you're already sold on the whole in-service thing, how do you actually go about finding the resources to create a really stellar in-service? And this was the question that I had from one of my listeners. How do we do this? Where do I find the things? What would you recommend? So I decided to make an episode about it because if you're asking, then obviously it needs to be addressed. Google can be an okay tool when it comes to looking for things for in-services. Um, but this is definitely going to tend to be more on the side of patient-driven, more consumer, kind of general population information, which is not a bad thing. But depending on what you're looking for, that may not be really what you're looking for. So while I'm a big fan of Google, and this is a great place to kind of start the foundation of your in-service, if you're really looking for more evidence to support your in-service, to really round out your in-service, then here's what I would recommend for you to get started with. First and foremost, have to give a big shout out to APTA Oncology when it comes to finding resources. This is the number one place that I look when I'm looking for resources when it comes to writing in services. And even if you're not a member, there are some really, really fantastic places to find resources, to find additional references on this website. So first and foremost, if you're not a member, Here's where I would recommend you start. So on their webpage, there's a few different tabs across the across the top of the screen, and it has a for consumers section. And this is literally education, downloads, info written for the patient and caregivers. So it's written at their level, which is really cool because it takes a lot of the really high level information and disseminates it down so that it's easy for people to understand. And I think this is a really great place to get started, especially if you're looking for ideas on what you want to present about. So at this point, you've already decided maybe you want to talk about, this is where we talk about how do we get the what of what you're actually going to be speaking with people or a person about in your in-service. In the for consumer section, there are several different uh, consumer public uh, fact sheets. And there's a variety of different ones here. Uh, there's lymphedema, there's head and neck cancer. There's a new one all about pelvic muscle health, which is really cool. And there's others too, right? This is, this is not an all-inclusive list, but these consumer fact sheets can be really great sources of inspiration for you, even if you're still looking for a topic to present on. But also, you know, looking at those and deciding, hmm, that's a really good point. I wanna make sure I include that in my in-service or, Ooh, you know what? They didn't talk about this as much. Let me dive into this more. Now, if you do use these, of course, as with any resource, you need to make sure that you cite these appropriately. Um, it's not appropriate for you to completely take these fact sheets and just copy them. But I feel like it's a great place to get some inspiration on what does the public need to know? What do I want to convey to them? And then kind of marry those two. These fact sheets, even though they're for consumers, Sometimes we'll have different references and this is where the magic really starts to happen because you can take those references 
and then start to dive deeper into, hmm, I'm going to find this resource. Ooh, this is related to that one. I'm going to use this, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're not a member of ABTI Oncology, this is a great place to get started when it comes to general consumer information about oncology and oncology-related impairments. Now, if you're a member of APTA Oncology, we're gonna do an even deeper dive into some of the things that are behind the paywall of APTA Oncology. This is not an ad for APTA Oncology. This is not a paid or sponsored episode. This is just what I use when I'm trying to find information for an in-service. So I like what I find and I'm going to share it with y'all. So under the members only kind of paywall, this is where there's going to be a lot more resources for your use. And one thing that I actually just found out today as I was researching this, if you are not in the United States or not eligible for a, a true membership with APTA Oncology, they have APTA Oncology partners. And I don't know what that program looks like. Um, it is for our brothers and sisters and colleagues all across the world who can't get an APTA Oncology membership, but still want to benefit from the resources available. So that's on the website. Check it out. I know nothing else about it. I just saw it this morning. So anyways, if you can't get it, then maybe consider that. But for members of APTA Oncology, there are so many more resources that you can use to ultimately create a really dynamic in-service. Now, some of my favorites, so again, homepage, APTA Oncology. If you go to the resources available for download, and this is, so members tab, and then that will pull up a drop-down menu, and then it says resources available for download. And there's tons. Y'all, there are so many resources here that I really, really love. So I just picked a few that I think you should check out, and then you can do a, you know even deeper dive on your own. So they have fact sheets for professionals on several different um, diagnoses, impairments, other conditions associated with oncology. This is kind of like the practitioner version of those fact sheets for patients for consumers. So a little more um, kind of on the like healthcare medical level rather than on the general population you know, discussion area here. There's also CPGs or clinical practice guidelines that give a lot of great information about someone went and disseminated the, the research and made a nice pretty document for you to implement. So this can be great to talk about in an in-service as well as there are clinician content videos where different topic experts are basically talking about a specific topic, which is super cool. And there's much, much more. Again, this is not all inclusive. There is so much more here but one last thing that I want to highlight for you is probably the number one place that I go when I am maybe trying to do a really specific search on articles. And this is the Rehabilitation Oncology publication. So this is the, the flagship publication of APTA Oncology. It's a journal that comes out. Now I can't remember when it comes out. At least once a quarter. I'm pretty sure it's once a quarter, but it might be more. Sorry, guys. But this is all oncology, rehab, oncology, physical therapy content that is always updating. And sometimes they have special issues where they talk about a particular topic 
Um, they had a really great one not too long ago about balance and falls. That was really fantastic. So anyways, if you have a membership with APCA Oncology, you are supposed to be able to access this journal as well. And I highly recommend it. There's lots and lots of good stuff. I would definitely try to go in through the APTA Oncology website to actually log in. Um, sometimes I have trouble going in from just like searching rehabilitation oncology. Maybe that's my cookie settings. Maybe that's my computer. Maybe that's just me user error. But I have found that that's the best way that I can actually get in to access those articles. Now, if you're maybe a little intimidated by some of these things, you're saying, well, Elise, I'm not a clinician yet. I'm still a student. Not a problem. The Student and New Professional Subcommittee has a lot of really fabulous downloadables and articles that they have compiled for you to access, which is really good. They also have these diagnosis downloads, which basically gives you a quick rundown of this is what this cancer is and what you need to know about it, which is really, really cool. So those come out pretty regularly. Those are available for you to access through the student new professionals uh, subcommittee uh, tab, as well as they also have the Onc Rehab blog. And these are blog articles, blog posts written by different members of the, um, the oncology PT community, um, specifically the student and new professional subcommittee. So really, really good stuff. And then again, lots of articles on there that they've um, put for you to access, which is really cool. Now, if you want a little more information about where to find all of these things, I have actually made a video that I am sharing in today's show notes on my website where you can go and actually find like, okay, this is where I you know, can find things, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm actually going to try and wrap this episode up because the lawn guys are um, here. Our landlord kindly has um, lawn guys who, a lawn team who comes around and will do our yard, obviously, every Tuesday. And they are here while I'm recording, which is not a big deal. So a couple more things, the specialization resource guides. Even if you're not planning on taking the exam, this is a fantastic resource to find lots of articles about a lot of different topics that you can search, look at, and then do an even deeper dive and go down that, you know, kind of research wormhole here. It's big. It's hefty. So the resource guide for specialization, I think, is between 20 to 30 pages. Last time I checked, which was this morning, so fairly recently. And there is so much on there. And then on top of that, the Edge Annotated Bibliography is another great one where it concisely presents information that someone else has done a lot of work for you to draw a conclusion that you can then take and use in your practice, in your in-service, which is really, really cool. For both of these, I can access them through my APTA membership on the website. Um, if you are not a member, that might be a little more challenging, but know that you can still make it happen too. Now, last thing here. After 134 episodes of the OncoPT podcast, surely there's something on here that can help you when it comes to creating an in-service. My website is really searchable, so you can go through the different episodes, see what you're looking for, you know, find something that is going to help you with your in-service. But if you haven't, if maybe you've done that, and you've said, well, you know, we really haven't covered this topic, 
then let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to be able to address and cover the topics that you need to know about when it comes to being a more competent, confident OncoPT. So let me know. Email me at theoncopt at gmail.com if you have a particular topic that you want discussed on the show. Thank you so much for watching or listening to today's episode, you guys. I really, really appreciate your time. I'm sorry for the uh, lawnmower and the weed whacker noises in the background if you can hear those. Otherwise, I will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OnCo PT Podcast. For more episodes, visit theoncopt.com.